Hey everyone, it's Tom Krads and I want to set the record straight. The reason this podcast is called the Your Life, Your Term Show and not like the Rockstar Real Estate Show because many of, of you out there know us as the Rockstar Real Estate Guys um, is because we're all about trying to help people the best way, any way, whatever we can do to help people live life on their terms. That's why our whole motto is the, um, Your Life, Your Terms. It's why we call this podcast the Your Life, Your Term Show. So this podcast is all about real estate investing for sure sure, but it's also why we bring other people on like our chiropractor and naturopath and some fitness guys, anyone we can think of who is helping our, us live life on our terms. Um, so it's, it's much more than real estate. Having said that, this episode is very real estate related. Um, we, we have on Erica Spencer and Jay Shaw. Um, they were members. They were Rockstar members. They signed up as Rockstar members under three years ago. They now have picked up 32 properties in under three years. Um, they've done a lot by themselves. They, they've done a lot with joint venture partners. So you're going to hear a pretty cool story. And the reason their story is so cool is because almost every year people will tell us, you know, uh, they missed the timing on the real estate market and it can't be done today. And here's a couple that uh, got started under three years ago, picked up a whole bunch of real estate, have learned a ton of stuff. They're doing some great stuff. They just actually bought a cafe. Wait till you hear this story. Um, so really, there's so many lessons um, in this chat with Jane Erica about life and business and just relationships. Some of it you're just going to get it really get a kick out of. Um, it's too many to name off. So I really think you're going to enjoy this. And if you're listening to this and you want to also become a Rockstar member, you, or you want to know what a uh, Rockstar membership is all about, like Jay and Erica started with, you can go to rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member. So that's rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member. And on that site there, we've listed off all the benefits you get as a Rockstar Inner Circle member. So we have kind of one-on-one -on -one coaching here and classes and monthly newsletter where we share stories and, and uh, you know, things that other members are doing in other parts of Ontario. Um, we have a monthly audio exclusively for Rockstar members. So we're always, we, we do a larger events three times a year. So if you want to learn more about the membership, um, Rockstar Inner Circle com forward slash member is the place to go and with that i don't want to hold you up anymore let's get on with the show are you ready to live life on your terms is it time to take charge real estate business building the economy health and nutrition and more it's the your life your term show with tom and nick Carazza. are you ready let's go Okay, we are live. We're live. Yes, we are live now, for real. All right. So we have the uh, very serious uh, couple of Jay Shaw and Erica Spencer in the house. They're a week away from getting married. I'm saying serious. I don't really mean serious. <laughs> is, that, is that your podcast voice you've got? Yeah, this is my podcast okay, voice. Great. Have you? Do you notice how these microphones? Have, can you tell how it makes your voice sound different? Sexier. Yep. Oh, is that how it works? <laughs> I, I was once told I have a great phone voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we will start. Uh, let's just we'll just start all over again. I'm joking. Um, so Jay, the reason Jay and Eric are here, they have this awesome story. It's a little bit crazy for some people and what they've done over the last few years. 
Um, but really, uh, the reason I'm so excited to talk to them is because so so often I t talk to investors who tell me what can't be done. Like you can't buy more than two properties because then you won't be able to buy anymore. Or, uh, you know, it's not possible to manage so much stuff. It's not possible to quit your job. It's not possible to do all these things. And for some weird reason, you guys just threw all that stuff out the window and carved your own path pretty hard and fast. So uh, this is great to chat with you guys. Uh, you're launching your own podcast soon, right? A couple weeks down the road. A couple weeks. We're starting in September. Yeah, you just bought a, a coffee shop. Jay's now a barista. <laughs> you just told me you're a barista, right? So you're now a barista. So we'll get into that in a second as well. Okay. But uh, let's just start. At, uh, let me just start at this point. Before real estate, how many years ago? How, how long ago did you buy your first property, income property? January 2016. January 2016. So two and a half years now? No, but that was before. More. We had one we had before one. we actually joined Rockstar as members. Okay. So we bought one in September of 2014. Erica forgets about that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we bought our very first one. Yeah, in so the it was Hamilton before Mountain. Rockstar didn't exist. Exactly. exactly. It doesn't yeah. count. It doesn't count. That's nothing. We did everything wrong with okay. that one. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you bought that one. Um, but you got serious about two and a half, almost three years ago or so. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm I'm super curious. You were working at that time. Had you are had you guys been together at that point? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Who convinced who to get into real estate? Um, well, Jay was living in Toronto, so he bought the house in Hamilton. Is like a, I can't afford Toronto, but I want to buy a house. And I was living in Ancaster, so we um, bought found the one in Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And then he found Rockstar on the radio. Maybe? I think I found it online. And it was like a Wednesday night class, 7 o'clock. And he's like, we're going to this seminar. And I was like, nah, I don't want to go. Boring. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you dragged him. No. He dragged you. Yeah. I like, I Jay, like the idea. Jay, you just earned a few bonus points <laughs> right there, man. <laughs> I like the idea of having plans. But when the plan comes up, it's like, I'd rather just stay home on the yeah, couch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. <laughs> so he dragged me out to the meeting. And you did the meeting. And um, I instantly either like people or don't like people. And I instantly liked you. And I was like, this place is amazing. There's, cool. no, there's no scam. Like, everything he's saying is real. Like, he's not selling anything let's sign up and jay's like let's go home and think about it i'm like think about what <laughs> it's a deal if you sign up now it was two hundred dollars two hundred dollars is a big commitment so i gave i gave you jay's credit card number and that <laughs> that's <it>. actually true <laughs> so you guys signed up but uh then you bought your property with us then shortly there thereafter we met with mike our coach and we said we might want to buy one or two houses in 2016 then we went to mexico and dave butler got us our pre-approvals and we came back and bought two right away. And then, yeah, that yeah, was How many properties beginning. did you buy in the first year? 14. 14 <laughs> properties in the first year. That's insane. Uh, and then, <laughs> then uh, were any of those with joint ventures or were those all your properties? A couple were joint ventures. Okay, so some of them were joint ventures. And then uh, that was 2016. So then in 2017, did you buy any more or were you done? We bought... I don't, I don't even, even know. I don't even story. know the numbers. Did we <laughs> okay. buy eight more? Ten? We're right. at... We're at 30 now. Yeah, 30. Okay. Okay. So then you started using joint venture partners at that point. We started doing anything that made sense okay. in any capacity. Okay. I want to back up a second. Why did you get, go down the real estate path? Because you guys were both working. What What was it? Like what, what made it, you know, I'm going to go do this real estate thing. I don't even know. Like, I feel like it just happened by accident. So then, you didn't read any books about like real estate? Well, or? in that Mexico trip, we started reading like the Peter Kinch book, the Rich Dad, Poor, Rich Dad. Dad, Poor Dad. Okay. Um, oh my God, you had not read Rich Dad, Poor Dad up until no, that point? No. Well, when okay. we started, Tom, back in 2014, I mean, we bought this house and we really just stumbled our way through it. Like, I mean, we still have the original tenant that we went and placed uh, on the main floor. It's a, it's a duplex on the West Hamilton Mountain. 
And after that, we made every mistake possible and we kind of stumbled our way through it. And then we were like, okay, there's got to be a better way to do things. What, like, what kind of mistakes? Because it's not a duplex isn't that hard. Like, get we somebody. met people at a hotel lobby with photos <laughs> of the property oh, because yeah. we didn't have access to it. We weren't we agents and we oh didn't God. know that you could show houses to people before you own them. So we're like, here's the photos of the house that, you know, here's the kitchen. There's about 10 feet here. And they were like, oh, yeah, no problem. And we rented it. I think the other thing too with with duplexes, you really have to make sure that the tenants are compatible, yeah. right? So the tenants that we originally placed, our main floor tenant was a nine to five worker, and then we, you know, put people in the basement. This lovely couple that you know were on on uh, ODSP, right? Okay. So I thought you were going to say they're on meth. No, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Probably not too okay. far of a stretch. Okay, got it. Okay. But they 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 were from two different walks of life, so they were not compatible. So I mean, we had issues where. You know, they were smoking in the house. They were doing laundry at three in the morning. Got the other it. guy, the typical stuff. Right. Okay. We were emotional we about it. Yeah. I was going to pick these people up at the bus stop because they called. And oh, they you were at that phase there. of your investing the, career. I, can you yeah, even believe yeah. that? We've all right? been there. Like, We've all done that. Oh, We've James, they can't get that. here in time. I'll just go pick them up yeah. at the bus stop. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Are you insane?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. It is a nice thing to do, but you quickly get that gets old really quick. Right. Yeah. So they lasted about. I think they lasted three months. And then okay. we, we agreed to part ways. But, I mean, it was a good lesson, right? And I think at that point we realized um, we needed help, right? <laughs> and I think that's what kind of attracted us to Rockstar is having the coach, having the support, having all of those things because we didn't know what we were doing. Funny we just, how we didn't pack it in, though, because I feel like so many clients and people so that many we've people met would have been like, investing is crazy. Right. I don't yeah. want to ever deal with tenants again. Like, I'm going to go do something else with my money. But we were like, oh, let's just keep you know doing what, it. You know what's nice? Better. When you start meeting other investors, you start, when everyone has the stories, it begins a little, it begins to get a little easier because you can all vent together. Yeah. That's know? the most important part of a network. I tell people, like, you have to commiserate together. Like, otherwise, if you don't have that, then, then totally. you're, you're on your own. One of my favorite duplex stories of our own was, and I think I've mentioned this before, but uh, someone, one of our tenants on the upstairs filmed the floor uh, of their unit and they sent it to me and they texted me it texted me but I didn't have my audio on so I just see like hardwood flooring and then I turn the audio on and it's clearly the couple downstairs having sex and uh, I uh, I realize afterwards that the bedroom of the people downstairs is below the kitchen of the people upstairs the kitchen of the people upstairs have a young family so, and, and the people downstairs work night shift so their timing is so off right so while this one family upstairs is having breakfast the downstairs couple young couples you know going at it and uh, I get the video proof of all this happening and then what do you what are you supposed to do in that kind of situation right I forget how we uh, even got through that those bottom tenants ended up leaving and uh, anyway so yeah we've all been through that kind of stuff yeah. but uh, so you stuck with it you came to Rockstar you bought you started buying properties um, I, I still am confused though why you bought so many in that first year because it just made sense like for us and, and even to this day people are like how many do you want to buy and we've always said if it makes sense like we'll keep going so at the beginning so Jay, every time Jay went out of town, I seemed to find these great deals, right? And I mean, that's we've said that story a few times, but literally it just happened. Like either I was bored and I looked for, how, I don't know, whatever it was. So the first two, um, we were working with Mike and I said, you know, there's this house and that house. This one just decreased in price, but I like this one better. And then it's like, well, well, shit, we might have to buy both of them, right? So Jay came home we like, might. You, you sign this one, I'll <laughs> sign this one. And we started buying, it just happened two by two. like, And it happened 
every time we went out of town, strangely enough. Because like you guys just, weren't married, so that's we also to your benefit, no, right? When you're, you're you're buying properties. We had nothing together on paper, so that yeah, we, we were not connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're finally allowed to get married because we can't buy any more properties. Yeah, the, <laughs> bank, the, the banks hate you now, so yeah. you can get married. So the jig is up. You're yeah. true real estate investors when you think that way. Yeah. Yeah. So was there a property type that you were after? Like, was it all, or an area? Or was it just any property that looks good and the numbers look good, we're going to gobble it up? We started in St. Catharines because at that time, um, like Mike kind of gave us that idea and, you know, Rockstar was kind of pushing that way. Other other groups were like, St. Catharines, like, why are you going all the way to St. Catharines? And we're like, oh, don't worry about it because we're buying in the twos and you're in the fours, right, in Hamilton, right? It was a big spread. So, yeah, we were living in Ancaster at the time. We were drive there. It was 40 minutes, so close enough. And cute little neighborhoods we went with that rock star you know cliche nice houses nice streets nice tenants kind of thing so we just we got onto this bungalow i don't even know obsession so all of our (laughs) houses are brick bungalows i would say 90 percent of them are brick bungalows the ones that are not were bought by accident or had another story with them um and that we weren't even into suites at that point it was just like brick bungalows we talked to jeff cole at state farm and he was like oh there's a masonry discount which means that brick bungalows are cheaper to insure perfect so there's another reason why we should keep buying brick bungalows so just kind of we really people talk about systems like i don't do anything I do. I work systematically, but I don't have a system. So if you're like, what's your system? I'd be like, what are you talking about? But obviously we work systematically because all of our houses are the same, right? We have like the same paint scheme, the same kind of reno scheme. They're, they all look the same, right? So. And are you buying houses that need reno? Um, we weren't in the beginning because mm-hmm. we had no money. So our first house was a spectacular deal. We backed out of it because it had a basement leak. So it was about probably 10000 bucks to fix it. And we didn't have it. So the house was 254 260 260 we just saw it for sale in the summer for 420 yeah and that was like three years ago (laughs) right crazy yeah but we didn't have that extra 10 grand so we were like we can do the down payment but that's about it so it had to be turnkey we did rent to owns the first three because Mm -hmm. it was great for us to get that extra money to kind of you know sure the next one but Okay, and then so um, was there a financial goal you were trying to hit with those properties? or Because the way that Nick and I think about real estate, and I think you guys are the same, it's like if there's an asset there and it's paying for itself mm-hmm. and we can afford to somehow buy it, we should probably add that to our life. That's probably you know, why that's we have a like coffee a, shop right now, right? <laughs> yeah. Like it, like, yeah, so tell me, the, so the coffee shop Wait, is Wait, go just back to that for a second because Jay had a, what, what did you always say at the beginning? I have no idea. 40 doors by 40, oh, he would okay. say. Oh, got it. like, you're okay. insane. Like, don't even say that. That Don't put a number. How old are you guys now? 36. You got your age right. 36? Eric's been, Eric has been running around telling everyone that we're 35. Because okay. I forgot. So 36. Are you both We've 30? been so you're, busy, I forgot. You're we both 36? She forgot her birthday. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys 30, have been Yeah, we're both 36. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, you've accomplished a lot. And then have you quit your job? You've totally quit your job. Yeah. After what point? Like, was there a, just an, how did you do that? Was that an income point that you <laughs> wanted to? Story. Well, kind of worked out because in the summer of 2016, I got a concussion <laughs> by okay. hitting my head yeah, on the TV. I forgot which, about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. when I got my license at Rockstar, it was kind of like, well, I'm on sick leave, but I can kind of, you know, do real estate. So I finished my license, got, you know, started working and then went back to work in January of 2017 because I needed a mortgage letter because we were closing on two houses of course. in February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I can't go back because the, the, the whole dynamic at work changed, all the people, the directors. So I was like, I'm going to go back and get fired. Like I totally will because I will not go back to working in a cubicle. Like I had been working at home. 
primarily and that was like the okay erica you're gonna start back on this day you're gonna be working in the office five days Got a week it. and okay. it's like uh-huh, so you threw up in your happening. mouth and said forget it i'm <laughs> yeah. not doing it so i went to go visit my new boss well the same boss the director in january and i was like listen i need to work until the third week of february I'm not coming back, but I need you. Like, I'll, I'll stay scared. I like how you approached the guy and said, look, listen, this is how it's going to be. I'll train you see someone. My problem? Yeah, now tell me, I, see, I see what you're involved with here. But yeah. you just can't fire me between now and February 21st, I think it was, because I, I need, I need the mortgage yeah, letter. Yeah. And you can't tell HR, because when the mortgage company calls them, they can't say that yeah, she's only working until yeah, the 21st. Totally. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. Uh, and he's like, so do you want, you're quitting? I'm like, no, no, I'm not quitting. I, I need you to lay me off because I want to get paid the severance. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I'm not quitting. Like, I'm happy to come back, but it's not going to work because I'm not going to come working in the office. See what I'm getting at here? And he's like, oh. So he pulled in the HR girl. Oh, my God. And he's like, no one's ever done this before. Like, No one's ever asked you to lay them off and pay them. And he's like, no. So then we came up with the number. He's like, will you sign it right now? I'm like, yep. Signed it and left. <laughs> oh, my God. So And then the, you qualified for the mortgages, okay? Yep, no problem. <laughs> they, they closed. Okay, so that's one way to quit your job. You tell them what you need. and uh, Career counseling by Erica Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then, uh, and Jay, you're still, you're still working. I'm still right? working. Uh, yeah. I work in the pharmaceutical industry, so uh, I am uh, doing this podcast after hours. Yeah. Uh, clearly, uh, <laughs> clearly, I'm at six o'clock right now that we're yeah. doing this. So, um, but yeah, I work in the pharmaceutical mm-hmm. industry. Uh, I work for um, uh, the industry association that represents all of big bad pharma. Got it. Yeah, and it's imp- but I, I find when you're buying properties, when we quit our jobs to help start uh, working with other investors, we didn't quite realize how much the banks would hate us. Mm-hmm. And when you quit and you go out and you don't have that provable income, that it's kind of horrible. I think for almost two years, Nick and I were helping people and we couldn't buy properties ourselves. And we were seeing these deals mm-hmm. where somebody wouldn't buy and we couldn't buy it ourselves. See, that's and why we sent Jay so, back to work. Yeah. He's got yeah, yeah, no, no, income. Yeah, I, I can see it. I can see it. But between you two, I don't know how long that'll last. I, I don't know if I'm going to should say that or not, but uh, who knows? It's a good job. I'm sure you're going to be there forever. I'll Thank leave it. I'll leave Thank it. You. I'll, leave, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Um, Okay, so you buy these properties, Erica quits her job. You, How did you start getting joint venture interest? Because everyone will ask us that. Like we get that all the time. Like Tom, I'm running out of, Tom, Nick, I'm running of, out of cash. Yeah. I need to do a joint venture either with a family member yeah. or anyone. How do I find these people? How did you find people? Nothing from family. I mean, our family still thinks we're crazy and they're waiting for us to fail, <laughs> I'm sure. Maybe. Anyways, um, everybody we know is through Rockstar. Literally, like, and I tell that to my clients too that ask the same question, like, well, how do we find JVs? And like, well, first you have to have a network, right? Like our first JV, we were sitting in, I think, the joint venture class. That was the VIP the class. The VIP class. Okay. Okay. In the Rockstar training room. And somebody saw a facial expression that I made and then she cornered me after and was like, can we joint venture with you guys? And I was like, sure. What's your name? Nice to meet you, right? Like, <laughs> so the facial expression was probably something we said you didn't agree with. She liked what you what, what you you did. <laughs> well, that was something that like was that. one of the one of that the joint the first, ventures. No, the very first one the first. was when we went to uh, we had just joined VIP at Rockstar. We okay. went to the Rockstar the, the VIP event at yeah. the golf course, and Mike had stood up and and I think I remember that. Yeah, as yeah, we were we had bought three houses in forty five days. And we were working on one of our rent-to-owns. It was a $50,000 option payment. Yeah. And at the break, everyone just swarmed us, right? Do you remember what Nick said when we got there to that event? 
Yes, he was very uh, like, nice to meet motivational. you guys. Yeah, nice to meet you guys. I uh, heard you're doing well. Don't worry, it's all gonna go to shit pretty soon. It's all gonna <laughs> go downhill. <laughs> We're like, we just like to keep it real. Hi, Nick, you know, nice, the, 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 the you. weird part is sometimes we think we can be too negative on real estate because we believe real estate. Like, if you just buy one property, like if everyone just bought one property, yeah. and held it for like twenty. Could years. Could you say that again for Erica, please? <laughs> yeah, no, you guys are obviously the exception. This is like a. This reminds me of grade eleven math where you learn a bunch of stuff and then the teacher tells you there's always an exception to the rule. You guys are the exception to the rule. But I mean, if everyone just bought one property, think of their financial future in 10, 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I know there's a pain and you deal with tenants like we're talking about and all this kind of stuff. Like I'm not trying to say it's easy. So I think sometimes because the real estate industry is such a scammy industry, and especially in, in the investing world, Nick and I try to maybe paint the negative picture too much. And the reason I think that we do that is that you know, we don't want people, you're, you're laughing, so maybe we don't do it enough. <laughs> no, but, you but, definitely do but, it But we try to paint it to, because we want to warn people and say, hey, this is not easy, it's not perfect, but yeah. we've never met anyone to this day. Like, I'm 45 years old now, and I've been talking to people who own real estate for a long time, and some, uh, some of the older Italian guys that I've been hanging around, they will always tell me that it's the best thing they ever did. The day they bought the property is always the day they thought they, got, they, thought they got ripped off by the real estate agent. They always did. Mm-hmm. But then five years later, they always wish they bought more. Yep. And now that like 40 and 50 years have passed, they think it's the best thing they've ever done. I've literally never met anyone who's lasted in real estate for 10, 15, 20, 25 years and regretted it. Mm-hmm. I only meet people in real estate who regret it if they get in, like you said, for a year, yeah. have a bad tenant experience and then get out and they think that's it. Mm-hmm. But anyone who's owned real estate for like 10 years or longer always tells me. I've literally never met the person who says, yeah, that was a bad mistake. That was a bad move. Yeah. Right. So uh, to, um, to your point, we kind of got off track there. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I don't know where we were. You're you were you're, you're still working. Erica's not working. Joint ventures. That's where it was. There so you, you the network. You you kind of just shared your story. Yeah. People were interested in your story. On a rent to own, fifty thousand is a lot up front. That well, must we, be the we most. We bought you got. the guy's house. Like we so we bought this atypical, did not fit our model, two story dump basically in Niagara Falls. But fixer up, right? Okay. He gave us yeah. basically what he owed the bank and what we paid. He gave us the difference as an option payment for our rent to own that he moved into. Okay. And it was and, a unique situation because the house that we were rent to owning was directly across from his in-laws house mm-hmm. and they were getting older in age. They weren't able to maintain the property and they would have had to sell the house. So he uh, came to us and he was like, this is like, this is a sign. And you know, I need to, you know, I need to buy this house and you know, do you guys buy houses? And we were like, well, we, do, our now. Third, sure. we do now. <laughs> Why not? So we phoned. So he's like, well, do you want to come see the house now? And we were like, sure. So we followed him back to Niagara Falls. We phoned Mike on the phone. Mike Who had, had investors in his car and we were on true. speakerphone. And we're like, just in case you don't hear from us again, we're following Yeah, here's man. the address yeah. we're going <laughs> to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's yeah. like, okay, thanks, guys. Like, have Send a me a text day. in yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it was just, it was totally outside of our mold. Um, you know, but that's we a good example of like people are like, what do you buy? We buy anything like that house fell in our lap. Like we walked around. Okay, but it wasn't in the area that you were no, in. Now you're no. in Niagara Falls. So and now you we're, we're okay Ni- with that. We'd never been like we'd never been looking in Niagara Falls. We walked in and Haley was three, four at three, the time. Yeah, she wouldn't it. walk into the house. She was like, "Appa," so I had to carry her around because the house was disgusting. Really disgusting. Okay. So it needed like <laughs> Stu came from the home inspection and he was like. Pretty much replace everything. Yeah, here's your bill, <laughs> right? Like, there's nothing really salvageable. My home inspection <laughs> is the whole house needs to be redone. Well, but you guys, that didn't stop you guys. You yeah. guys bought well, it. I found mice running around, drinking out of the cat dish. Like, it was just, yeah, it, it was, was, oh, really? It was a fixer-upper for sure. But we just sold that property. It's closing in September. We sold it for 2825 
we bought it for 170 which we got back 50 so at the end of the day that property owes us nothing yeah got it right? we, yeah, rented for the, you guys. we rented the whole thing with the, the option the payment yeah got had. it and, and how did you how did he find you that particular guy were you running advertising or something the sign the no, sign in the ad. No, no, oh, the, the letter. Oh, yeah. The, the oh, letter. yeah, I forgot about it. Can you share that? Yeah, no, that was, uh, we really <laughs> we really didn't know what we were doing. So one of the things that Rockstar teaches you is to obviously put the, the yard sign in the lawn, right? And it says rent to own, 24-hour message, all credit welcome. So typically what we felt when we saw when we put those up, you know, we were like, we don't want to be like the scofflaws of the neighborhood, right? And be, be like, you know, we're moving in a bunch of hooligans and, you know, next year, a nice house. So we made uh, letters to the neighbors and we said, you know, dear neighbor, want to introduce ourselves. We're the new homeowner of this property. We just want to explain what we're doing. We're trying to help people achieve homeownership. We're not going to be renting to students. There's not going to be wild parties. We want to be good neighbors. If you're interested or you know anyone or you have questions, give us a call. And then we gave them our personal cell phone numbers. And on the sign, obviously, is the 24-hour message number, right? So Erica was at the grocery store and this guy phoned her. He's like, what? Hello? Who are you? And he's like, I need to see this house. I just got your letter. And we only did five, five I think. Yeah, yeah we did two on either side That's of the crazy. house. That's crazy. Can you imagine across. if you did 10? If you splurged and you did 10? <laughs> we didn't have the money for But paper. what a brilliant thing that you guys did. I mean, and, and that that's all, a, Jay. <laughs> no, but that's a testament to just the yeah. way you think because we think when – when we look at real estate and when we're, earlier when we were doing this kind of stuff, we did the same kind of stuff. We would put bag signs with messages around. Like we did all these things to try to get more phone calls into our lives. And uh, it just takes one to find a good deal. Yeah. Okay. So then on the back to the joint ventures. Yeah. So back. So also to pick up on what Jay said, we would have meetings with people that we met through Rockstar and they would really want to JV with us. And we'd go home and be like, what the hell? Like, why do these people want to work with us? Like, we don't know what we're doing. Do they not know that we don't know what we're doing? And then we're like, well, we'll just keep doing what we're doing because they, you know, they, they think we know what we're doing. So at the end of the day, like we would talk about that. Jay put together a package or a portfolio kind of summary yeah. for them. And we just tried to look credible. And even though we felt like we had no idea and we were learning as we go, um, we learned quickly, I guess, and not everyone was learning as quickly as us. I don't know. Like we, people just saw something in us and they just wanted to work with us, even though we were like, we don't know anything. <laughs> but I think the other piece of that is that what we didn't realize right off the hop, we would go in and we would have, you know, a spreadsheet of the property that yeah. we wanted to buy or the property we had under contract, the numbers, what we could get for market rent and the expenses. And we found that the investors that we were meeting with were less interested in the property and the property details and more interested in us and yeah. our ethics and our integrity and how we conducted ourselves and how we did business. And we right? just explained what we had done. So we were tested, right? Like they, they took our, our experience and took that as like, oh, these people have done it once or twice, like they can do it again with me. So it And was I think uh, the other piece of it is just the timing. We, we hit St. Catharines at a time where it was starting to take off. And we were getting, you know, we had the ability to get mortgages where, you know, uh, they mean, you know, the partners may not have been able to get mortgages, they, but they had money and we had time. Right. So it's that whole mm -hmm. joint venture thing that you teach. Right. Where it's like if you put two people together that are compatible, it's like we could get mortgages. We had no money. These people had money, but they couldn't get mortgages. These people over here wanted to be sitting on a beach enjoying their life. We were like, OK, well, we'll work for it and that'll be you know, that'll be our component. So we found people like that and they were, you know, basically drawn to what we were doing, our energy and the fact that everything that, you know, we were touching was kind of going in, in a positive trajectory. And right? even now when we put together JVs, it's like 
clients tell us like how do you put them together like can, can we do it this way I'm like you can do it any way you want you can you know we've done deals where it's like eight percent equity for taking title or like just different creative situations because it's like what do we need from this person and what will motivate them to work with us is it capital is it equity is it monthly cash flow um, like you have to give them what you know satisfies their needs and then we take what we need and it's a great partnership so it just makes sense kind of infinitely that for way. someone listening to this who hasn't done one can you paint the picture of how a, jo- a joint venture a common maybe structure the most common one maybe so the first one we did was 50 50 where we did the work so we got the property um cleaned the property rented the property took care of management like everything to do with the property and then the money partner and we took title too mm-hmm. uh, and the money partner just did money so here's here's the whatever hundred grand it is to close the house. I'm gonna take off for the next six months and go on vacation. Just send me the bank account information. Like that's all they they want to know. Because you had a joint bank account with them. A joint mm-hmm. bank account. Yep. So is that then, how you always do it? Yep. yep. And we have one bank account per house, and then if it's a partner, we have joint joint with that partner on the. Do account. you try to keep a minimum amount of money in that bank account for emergencies, or not really case by case? Yeah, we try we try and keep anywhere between three and five thousand in the account but we just let it build up right Mm -hmm. and it's like at the you know we just kind of follow the lead of our partners if there's money in the account then it's like hey do you want to do a draw right Mm -hmm. and then how we do it is each partner takes an equal amount so if there's if we have to keep let's say three thousand in the account and there's seven thousand in the account right now we each take two thousand because we're 50 50 but we each take it at the same time right it's not like you take a thousand, we take, you know, fifteen. Makes it easy. That's so how that it's clean, right? That's how we've always done it. We've always worked with just like let's let it build up the account because it might start at zero. Yeah. Let's let it build up to about five thousand, and then anything over that, a couple times a year, whatever is over, let's just take it out and mm-hmm. split it. What about one that's really obscure? You know, like the fifty fifty one. Yeah, is that's there our one? simple. So the yeah, one, one we just did was um, was really junky property out where we live in Waynefleet and it do you guys buy any good property oh no you had all the brick bungalows <laughs> okay, no, you have good ones. Brick bungalows. no no okay. this one was okay. i talked to an agent he said going i'm going to list a house in Waynefleet and it's like why are you going to Waynefleet? yeah where is what that way? yeah it's like port colburn ish okay. area Niagara. yeah okay. Niagara. so i was like uh don't put the sign in let me go take a drive by so i drove by i'm like how much are you listing it 199 like uh pardon yeah 199 what if there was no commission paid you know uh, on our side of it and we worked it out oh 190 like okay then so (laughs) we ended up getting this property not listed it was another one like you would not let animals animals walk into (laughs) it like it just everything was redone but at the end of the day i'm pretty sure we've more than doubled it because across the road they're building 52 luxury homes in the next Lake five front, to ten years, lakefront, lakefront yeah, Lake luxury homes. But so, most people are going to be petrified of that. So you bought it because you knew how much you could rent it out for. Um, no, we didn't even know that. So we, like, uh, I'm just trying to figure out the logic. We bought it because logic. it was cheap. We bought it because you saw it for 190. Yeah, I was not away on a vacation. Yeah, you no, were. So you were in one. agreement on this one. <laughs> Actually, when I went to go find the house, I went to the wrong house. I'm like, man, I love this house. And then he's like, no, no, it's it's like the numbers were jumbled. Like, <laughs> I was dyslexic that day. And it's like, oh, so I drove to the actual house. I was like, hmm. Don't like this one as much as the other one. Maybe we can look up who owns the other house. But you closed on that one and rented it out? We closed it with the JV. So that's where I was going with this. So he, uh, a partner that we have out west, we have three houses with him. He's never seen any of the houses. Um, he doesn't really know anything about them. How did he find you? We were friends from like okay. different careers okay. back in okay. the day. Um, so he ended. He took title on that one and we gave him 8% equity stake. He's like, how about if I put in 5,000 and and I'll take 10, 10% equity stake? And we're like, yeah, that's fine. So he puts in out 10% equity stake. He's in it for 5,000. 
we're into it for probably 30, but we did mortgage plus improvement. So we okay. spent probably about 80 grand fixing it and we got the so rest. So he took title, he qualified yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah, awesome. And then there's um, there's cash flow, but he's not interested in that. So any cash flow is staying in the account, like staying with us. And he, at the end of the day, gets 10% in a couple of years when we So sell. he just wanted to, you know, put his name on this thing and if there's equity at some point he'll take the equity yeah like if his five thousand turns into like fifty thousand in a couple of years he, he'll be super happy yeah got it yeah that's that's kind of amazing but there's found... all kinds of people like that yeah right? yeah, like, yeah but most people don't think there are all, no, all kinds of people but how like many that. friends do you have that have five grand that would like gladly throw it into a deal or if you get 10 friends together and put in a bunch we did that too once we were stuck yeah. we needed money we borrowed yeah. borrowed five grand uh, okay i just friends. want to go back to this one comment that you made on you know how you met with people and and you you got you said well we don't really know what we're doing <laughs> well, that's how i we just felt. try to paint the picture yeah because rock stars all of us have been built the same way like nick and i still look at each other today a little less <laughs> now because been over 10 years but definitely a few years ago still like we don't even really know what we're doing but you know these people keep showing up at these member events and we, we better just keep doing some stuff but i think the way i kind of describe it to people is on a scale of one to ten maybe you guys were only a five out of ten at that point yeah but if somebody else is at a zero out of 10 or a one out of 10 on their knowledge about real estate and joint ventures, your five out of 10 is like five times more than they sure. know. Mm -hmm. So you yourself, you know, being smart people and sharp and learn quickly, obviously, you might think, oh my gosh, we have so much more to learn, but you do have five times more knowledge than the person who has a one out of 10 yeah, on the true. knowledge scale, right? Mm -hmm. So I try to tell everyone that, like never wait in anything, real estate or business building, never wait until you feel like you're an eight out of 10. Like you're only gonna get to an eight out of 10 by actually doing stuff anyway. Mm -hmm. So if you try to wait, like if you're just gonna read another book or go to another real estate conference, forget it. Bark. You're just never gonna real invest in real estate. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I used to believe that. Yeah. Like I always thought it was the next book that would teach me the secret or the next conference See, that I could See, that's couldn't. totally Jay. Like he wanted to read every book. Yeah, me and too. Learn everything. Yeah. I'm like, let's just do it. Like, yeah. what could go wrong? <laughs> really? Like, what, what could happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you guys have done it. Yeah. And you know what? It's interesting. As you own real estate for some period of time, you can handle the things that, uh, that that could possibly go wrong much easier. Mm -hmm. Like when you're first starting out, like that one house that you said was a good deal but had a leaky basement, you didn't have the 10 grand so you didn't buy it. Yeah, now we'd buy you, it all day long. Now you'd buy all it all day, day long. long. And you can handle so much more. Like someone just yesterday asked me, um, would you ever buy a negative cash flow property? I'm like, actually, we have recently. Um, and the reason that we bought that, it's a duplex. And the reason we bought that duplex is in the area that it's in, we just know in the next 10 years, it's gonna be an awesome area and we wanna own a property there. We might even bulldoze it and like build a custom home there or something. Mm -hmm. At this point in our lives, we can afford the negative cash flow. Mm -hmm. But like 15 years ago, negative, Two three hundred dollars was just too much for us to handle. That's like right? the one that the one we just talked about too. Like the lakefront. Once they build those homes, ours is going to double, triple, quadruple in value. I mean, we could knock it down. We could build a bigger house. We could sell it to someone that wants to build a bigger house. But there's so many options. So we had no idea what we'd get for rent. We ended what, up what did you get for rent? Sixteen hundred dollars. In where? <laughs> like rural yeah. Port Colborne, exactly. basically. Okay. Was it easy to get sixteen hundred dollars yeah. up there? For those of so, people who don't listen, this is just off of Lake Erie. Yeah, right. So kind randomly. of like between. Like just our, past Welland. Our cleaning lady put it on Facebook as a, because I was like, where do you advertise? Because there's no Kijiji. Like St. Catherine's Kijiji. There's no Kijiji. Wayne Fleet Kijiji. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she put it on Facebook. 56 people commented. She gave them my, all my email address. They all emailed. Um, Welcome so, to my life because I usually <laughs> deal with tenants. So. Uh, yeah. So then they, we had, what, like seven people interested. One person we decided to go with. Um, we we started off at 1500 and then one or 1550, 1550 and 150 for the garage. And then people we're like, well, why don't you just include the garage? Because we're like, we're not sure if people want the garage. We might use the garage for sure. our patio furniture. Like, we'll just figure out because we don't know how much interest. So we ended up getting 1600 without the garage plus utilities. 
Yeah, wow. For a three bedroom, like we only did the main floor. There's a like there's a loft upstairs, undeveloped. The basement's undeveloped. It was so. only a few years ago we were getting sixteen hundred in Hamilton. Right. So, so to I get mean, sixteen hundred out there is crazy. <laughs> yeah, on yeah. a property that costs like with mortgage plus, we were at like two thirty something on the mortgage. So I mean, like it's all bundled in, right? When you do the mortgage plus, it's beautiful. Um, and so how, how did the other joint ventures continue to flow? Was this just word getting out? Like you were, you know, hanging out at different events. You were part of the rock star kind of membership and that kind of thing. And people just got your name because you've done quite a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Or has it been like one? Are there only a few joint venture partners that have done multiple properties with we have you like guys? Seven or eight partners. Okay. Okay. So, so we've you've done, done multiple we've done properties. Couple, so you've done a little bit of everything. Multiple with, yeah, with a couple. Of we've them. got a couple that have just one off and then we've got uh one partner we've done daddy warbucks who i'd call yes we've got <laughs> four with him we've got five with our other partner who mark. five oh mark right yeah see okay. i for, forget okay. the details okay got so it so I, I think the other thing is just we just kept finding properties right and we were at a point you know this was 2016 too where we could there what we could put conditions so we were i remember the first time we did our first joint venture property and we were like we didn't have the down payment. We had five days to find a partner, and we were like, "Okay, like let's make some phone calls, right?" <laughs> so you bought the house conditional. Well, because they say that at all the events, find the deal and the money will come. Mm-hmm. And we used to like bang our heads on the wall and be like, "How does the money come? Where does it come from?" Like that's the dumbest thing to say, but now we get it. Find the deal, and people will throw money at you. We've just always found that, like, we, whenever we have good properties, and if we just kind of lock it up in some way, and we start kind of sharing it around, money mm-hmm. is attracted to it. I don't know how it works either, but <laughs> like it happens. just happens. I know. So uh, it's not it, something that you can impart on on someone that you're trying to mentor, right? Because they're like, well, "I don't get it." I'm like, "I don't either." But really, yeah, just that, do it. It's that, like this magical thing that happens. <laughs> money how do you will guys divide responsibilities it sounds like you're dealing with tenants do you like who erica, does bookkeeping erica. stuff <laughs> erica hates I, paperwork basically i do everything that erica okay. refuses to do okay got it so this is a perfect relationship it really is. Yeah, yeah. i just do as i'm told it's a lot easier so i think okay. the, yeah so erica goes and finds a deal she's really good at uh finding money partners uh and then i'm responsible for filling managing um bookkeeping dealing with contractors I get overly excited, and Jay's like, "Well, we have to think about this, and what about this?" Like, no, 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 no. You guys no, are good balance. You guys are a good balance. If I wasn't like Did that, you we the would numbers. Have, yeah, yeah, if, if I wasn't like that, we would have sixty houses. Nick and I had a business mentor once who said, uh, "If your 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 office and life isn't like in pure chaos, it means you're not doing enough." Exactly. Like if you walk into someone's office and it's like doesn't look, and you know, mine looks actually. I just said I threw about basically everything out. <laughs> I look actually really like I'm not doing anything right now. But he said. Um, that if, if you walk into an office and it's like a clean desk and stuff, that person's like not doing anything. Our you know, you should be a in a state of chaos at all times. Yeah, it made me feel better about just the state of my office. desk at all times. There's lots going on oh up in the, God, office. the yeah. office. Okay, so now you guys are uh, you guys are getting, uh, so 2016, we bought a bunch, 2017, 2018, have you bought anything or have you slowed down now? Mm, we bought six this That's year. That's funny. Yeah. Lead with the joke, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've continued it up. Mm-hmm. You're getting married. Um, in Apparently, a, yeah. yeah, in another week or two weeks, something like that. Next weekend, yeah. Next, Next weekend, weekend. Yep. Um, and then you bought this coffee shop. How did the coffee shop come to, into well, play? Well, Jay here? was in the office, and I had a hard time finding him because it was so messy in there. <laughs> but I went in there, and I was like, "Hey, Jay, Bremfields is for sale." So I've only what, been. What's Bremfields? Bremfields is a coffee shop in Port Colborne that I've been to three times. Each of the times, I really liked it. Uh, and uh, all of a sudden, it so was. So the business <laughs> wasn't for sale. The building that the business was in. Everything was, oh, was oh. for sale. The, the actual business, too? Business and the building. 
So it was on Facebook. Like I feel like everything, I all my news and all my like deals are on Facebook, right? Like I mean, if, if it wasn't for Facebook, I wouldn't know anything. So I went to the office and I was like, hey Jay, Brentfield's is for sale. He's like, looks at me, we're not buying a coffee shop. <laughs> so I huffed off and went back and looked at no, the no, computer. No, no, say what you said under your breath when you walked up. <laughs> what did I say? She's like, huh, we'll see about that. <laughs> so I went back and this is, You can't even computer. make this shit up. No, you can't. Yeah, okay. And I looked at it and I was like, hmm. So the wheels start turning and I'm like, well, we have this person that would be perfect at this job. And then this person. So I just kind of filled in the blanks and moved the pieces in my brain. And and then it was like, hey, Jay, started writing we're, the we're, offer. We're, we're, selling, uh, <laughs> we're selling this house in Niagara Falls and we're going to have money from a down payment yeah. there. We need to so, put the money somewhere. Jay. So I'll need you to sign that over to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, now I have your electronic signature. So, <laughs> yeah. So the next day I got uh, our nanny who, who now is going to not be our nanny. She's going to be the, the, the chef at the bakery shop. So she went to culinary she school. She went to culinary school. So we went to go see it and had coffee in, you know, incognito in the corner and uh, got the owner. I to was show not us invited. Around. Jay was not invited. <laughs> Um, and it, it just is such an awesome place. Like it's one of those places you, it's like Charleston's, right? You walk in and it just, it's the feel of the place. Like the food is phenomenal, but it's, it's everything else about the business, right? Like it's this cute little, it used to be an antique shop. So it's this old, um, 1900s, uh, brick building that's painted baby blue and it's got like art, um, what's it called? Like cottage chic kind of decor. Very simple. Everything is bare bones simple. You go there and they have one item for lunch same as Charleston's right so it's like well they have a couple but if you don't want this ham and cheese and and whatever soup what do you like they ask you is you're here for lunch yep and I feel like being like no I don't want ham and cheese just to be like a rebel right but and they so they have the one item and then they have baked goods and we're taking over the business and doing everything the same because it's small town people love it they have like so why were they selling it then it's a mom and pa couple. They're in their 50s. Their kids they are, owned the building that the business they was They owned in. everything, yeah. So their kids are all moved on. The kids used to help with the business. They've all, one's in, in El Salvador, one's got six kids. Like, they're just done with it kind of thing. So they're selling the business and the building. But the the other component is that there's an apartment upstairs. It's a three-bedroom apartment upstairs. Behind the building is another little building, this cottage. So we got looking at it and we're like, hmm, I wonder if we could fix up that cottage and rent it out. We could definitely rent out upstairs. So we looked at it. We looked at the numbers, uh, started looking at financing. Financing with commercial is like we thought getting mortgages for residential was getting tough. Commercial is like, what color underwear were you wearing on July 14th, seven years ago? Mm -hmm. Like it's like give us everything, all your leases, like we can't, I don't even know. The list is so exhaustive. Like, Which all went to me for, to yeah. dig up all <laughs> but, the documents. But, but, but you seem really good at that, though, right? Like, you will put all that stuff together. Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously, it, it's a process to, to kind of get everything. But I think we're finally at a point where we have a filing system where we can pull all those documents regularly. But just the amount of paper that we have, just oh in terms God. of I have this documents. Dropbox folder when someone wants, like, tax stuff from me, all this stuff. I just share the Dropbox folder. I'm like, here's the Dropbox folder. You go through it and just take anything you want from that folder. I've shared my whole life, all my tax returns, my T1 generals, corporate documents. It's all Good. articles of incorporation, leases. You have at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great finance yeah. system. So it took us a month for financing on that one. We got it. We uh, we can't fix up the cottage because it's under uh, – it should be condemned, basically, so we have to rebuild it. But we have some ideas, like sever the lot, build a new house, sell that house. In the meantime, when we were telling people about buying the coffee shop, one of our friends was like, oh, my in-laws are your neighbors. I'm like, no kidding. If they ever want to sell, make sure they talk to us first. Well, actually, they've been wanting to sell for a few years. Hmm. 
Jay, I thought I'd go out for a few hours. <laughs> so. Don't tell me. So is this recent? Are you buying another building? Yeah, yet? we just bought the house next door. Did you? We don't want someone else to live there because we don't so wait, want to when, when did this happen? <laughs> you signed the paper. So let me get this straight. So I, I signed the paper. Th this, this first purchase is a standalone building? Standalone with the cottage at the back. At the back, yeah. okay. Port Coburn's not a big place, but it is in like the downtown core of Port Coburn. It's mm -hmm. on Main Street. Okay, yeah. on Main Street. And then this is the standalone building next door? It's a house. Oh, it's a house. Yeah, it's okay, a, century, a residential house. Yeah. Yeah. Century, century home. House. There's, there's like this coffee shop, this house, and then there's a huge tire facility. So it's like the one guy who didn't sell off to developers. Like he's still, he's lived there for 32 years. Okay. Right? So you so, bought this house now. Yep. And you're going to rent it out? We have it rented for 1550 How did you rent that one out? <laughs> Someone that's working at the restaurant. Okay, so, got it. Yeah, Someone so. working at the restaurant that you guys just bought mm -hmm. yeah. needed a place to live. Yeah. And they're going to live in the house you bought next door. Okay. And if they didn't do that, you think you could rent it out for that? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why for sure? Because we have a couple other ones in Port Colburn and the rental market, it, it there's just so many people looking and there's not enough, there's not enough market. For Got it. it. So it's a little bit of a rental community. Like people are into, I always talk to people about that from, about Hamilton. If they come from like Mississauga, mm -hmm. for example, they don't understand how many people actually will rent in Hamilton, mm -hmm. but Hamilton has a big renting population. Yeah. It's very different than a place like Etobicoke on the West side mm -hmm. of Toronto or Mississauga. Right. Mm -hmm. And some people, sometimes people don't understand that. So in Port Colburn, people just, uh, there are renters out there. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. a couple other reasons too, right? You're looking at St. Catharines, like a lot of people are getting pushed out of St. Catharines. That's the rents, crazy the rents to have think. Gone up, yeah. Right? I know the rents so have gone, gone. They've gone to Welland, right? Which is just south of St. Catharines. Then you go further, 20 minutes from Welland is Port Colburn, right? So people are getting pushed out of those areas into Port Colburn, which is like a small town, you know, small town community on Lake Erie. Super nice vibe. Like the other thing too. Is have you guys been to Matt and Gino's gym in Port Coburn? Yeah. yeah. You I, have? I was just thinking about oh, that. Really? They're okay. probably going to listen and be like, hey, we were in Port Coburn Yeah, first. why didn't we, <laughs> we buy these properties? We thought it was cool five years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Gino's going to come knocking at your <laughs> yeah. door. I'm sure they yeah. go for coffee there. Literally everybody in Port is like, oh, Brentfields, I love it. People outside of Port, like people, um, who is it? Michelle Miller from Gatto's office, right? Mm -hmm. Jerry Gatto's office told her because she's doing the paperwork for us. Oh my God, Brentfields, I love that place. Like, how the hell do you know about it? Well, she drives by it on the way to her Maybe it's a store weekend. one of a franchise that you guys are launching. <laughs> well, and it was funny too. So uh, when I was uh, when I was off on uh, paternity leave when her son was born, so the lady that covered my paternity leave is originally from Port Colburn. Her her parents live there. She lives in Toronto now. So they made the big announcement on Facebook that we had purchased the property. And that afternoon, she sent me a message. She's like, big news in Port Colburn is that Bremfields has been sold and you guys are the new buyers. So it's like we were like our neighbors <laughs> too. Destiny. Jay's trying to hide. It's this like <laughs> destiny. Yeah. But it's interesting what you said about people moving out there and renting and getting pushed out of St. Catharines. Mm -hmm. I don't think sometimes I'll talk about this with people. I don't think they quite understand when we're saying, hey, look, there's a 10 year window here. Mm -hmm. Like there, there's going to be real estate opportunity after the next 10 years. I don't mean to say it like that, but I mean, in the next 10 years is really interesting because we have population growth that's happening all across the Toronto. Because what you guys are saying on the west side of Toronto and kind of like the other side of the Golden Horseshoe, you could easily be duplicating this on the east side. Like you could be in Belleville mm -hmm. doing similar yep. kinds of stuff, yep. right? Yep, There's so much opportunity everywhere. And when we're getting this much population, like Nick and I just got back from Croatia. There's like no immigration happening there. There is no new construction happening there. Um, you come back here and it's kind of freaky when you go in Oakville, north of Dundas there, and it's like a 
wave of new construction just like rolling over the town, right? Since you left for Croatia, there's 10 more houses. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can even just see like the, yeah. the, the foot traffic in like Longos is busier, yeah. right? Because of all the new people. <laughs> and they can't keep the population sign in Oakville up to date because every yeah. time I drive by it, it's up like another 10,000 people. But I mean, there's just this wave of people moving in here. And I'll tell everyone, look, you can argue about immigration if you agree with it or don't. I don't even care. But as a real estate investor, if this is happening and the quality of people coming in here is high, mm -hmm. why would you not take, uh, take advantage of this opportunity? And then from another uh, line of thinking, in the next 10 years, if you want your kids, I mean, you guys have young kids now. How, how many do you guys have together? Two. Oh, we Two. have Haley and Owen. Um, Haley's seven and Owen's 10 months okay, old. Okay. So, yeah. So, so young. Yeah. But, you know, there might be a point in time where the next generation is going to be completely priced out. Mm -hmm. So you as parents, if you want them to have a place in Oakville, Burlington, Milton, Hamilton, um, St. Catharines, mm -hmm. now might be the time to buy because 10 years from now, it's going to be a totally different world. But and I, that, I don't think people believe me. That's when your kids are like, I'm going to go to some random school. Like She'll be like, I'm going to go to Sudbury. You yeah, know, yeah, right? totally. Like, you're right. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like when you're you a prof and you, you, get, best you get free and tuition and the kid's like, I'm going to go to Florida yeah, for yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought you this awesome <laughs> condo in yeah, Hamilton and no. you're not going to live there? Some people buy the McLean's magazine for the top university listings. Erica buys it so she can buy a house in every town just in case Haley decides she wants to go to Student rentals, that's a whole... You guys don't have student rentals, right? We had one we sold it yeah that was a bad experience it was a great experience but we're not student rental people so why we, is that it's a different clientele we don't know student rentals there's a lot of management i don't know like what's the main where was it what next to what school st Catharines. okay i don't know so, the brock layout super oversaturated so yeah, that, uh, yeah so i think a couple different reasons right i mean it was it was a great purchase for us we were you know we bought it we fixed it up we filled it and we sold it and we did very well on that the reason we got out of it is that um, Brock University has created what's called the lofts, which are like these condo style uh, off-campus housing. So you can basically see the university from where you're at, right? Where our house, we had a legal duplex R2 eight bedroom house. Um, we're 15 minutes from campus. I, we Because that's how it's set up at Brock, right? Like the mm -hmm. residential mm -hmm. section is yeah. away from the university. We, we can't compete with that where it's like, if you can throw a rock and hit Brock and you know, we're at, we got yeah. good rent. It was just hard to fill, right? Like it was, we, we didn't want to go through another fill in that house. Like we were making what 1400 in cash flow. Yeah. We, we bought, I was showing the house to an investor when it was, that's <laughs> nice that you guys got rid of that, that place. Cause it was like $1,400 in cash flow. And you're like, you know, this just isn't for us. We just can't, <laughs> we even, just didn't handle. Want to fill it we can't even handle this. One of my student rentals, I don't own it anymore. It was up at York and it was 1800. At one point it was $1,800 a month in cash flow. We refinanced it, pull out everything we put into it. I owned this with a partner and uh, we finished the basement. So we even took out the money we used to finish the basement and stuff. And I think the cash flow went down to like eight or $900 a month after like the refinance. Must have been terrible for you. It was horrible. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, but no one believes me that we, you know, they're like, you didn't really make 1800. I'm like, no, it was $1,800 a month in cash yeah. flow. And then we sold it for, uh, we, we bought it from the builder up there at York for about 350 and we sold it for about double. And, uh, and I just curse the day all the time. I'm like, why exactly did we sell that property? Yeah. Because the, the, the tax that you have to pay when you give up these things is, is, is hefty once you've made a, mm -hmm. a big 
you know, kind of equity gain like that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that wasn't right for you guys are out of the student rental game. You found your niche, which sounds like anything that's for sale. So anyone listening to this, <laughs> if you have anything for sale anywhere in Ontario, it doesn't matter what it is, commercial, a business. It doesn't matter if it's a brick bungalow or a property that has mice running around feeding, uh, drinking water out of the cat's dish. You guys are open to buy it. Yeah. So that's good news for anyone listening to this that has something to sell. So we were on TV, you should have our number flashing at the bottom of the screen. So this is, yeah, it's, it's quite an interesting story, but um, through all this, have you guys taken the time to reflect a little bit? Like you're not back at work, right? I mean, this is a lot of work that you're doing now, but have you mapped out what the next 10 years of your life ha will look like? For example, if you take the, va the value of all the properties today, mm -hmm. take any appreciation rate that you want and build in a couple of negative years even. So take like 2%, 3%, 4%, 5% a year, and then put in a couple negative years even just for fun and map it out. 10, 15, 20 years where this portfolio and what it'll be worth to you guys then? Have you done that yet? Nope. Yeah, that's something that's right with that many properties. And I know some of this is with joint venture stuff. Yeah. But if you just map that out on a spreadsheet, take the value today and, and then move it forward, think about where your life's going to be. We did this exercise last year because Crew asked us to write an article about how you become a millionaire in a year, 10 years, 10 years, right? I can't remember the topic. Mm -hmm. It was something about details, becoming a Details, Erica. You're just, you're just yeah. It's a <laughs> right? So I'm looking Jay, at Jay, 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 Jay to jump yeah, in is here. Is it how to become a millionaire in one year or 10 years? I forget. <laughs> I think how it's does that 10. Yeah, yeah. The purpose, so they had they had us break down our portfolio and the, the worth of it, and we had never done that before. So we looked at all the properties and, and took our component of each JV, and it came out at something disgusting, like $8 million or something like that. Like it, We sat there and we were like, Oh my God! What have we done? We, and and Jay walks around with holy socks, and Haley's like, you no, know, no. you have a hole in your sock, and he's like, oh, I can't afford to buy socks, and so we spend all our money on houses. Good, so keep she that goes, mindset forever. She goes to school and tells her teachers that. Yeah, so good, like, oh I love God. that. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, you, you know Nick was driving around a rusted Honda Civic for years here, and people at Rockstar were like, Nick, why don't you get a nicer car? Didn't you used to borrow that car? <laughs> no, that was no, the he accurate. borrowed my car. Oh, that's he right. borrowed my car. I was the one who was like, okay, I guess I'll be the one, because Nick's definitely not going to spend the money. I'm going to have to get like a semi-nice car. That car we got off Lease Busters. I don't know if that's still around, yeah, it but is, it was someone yeah. who was trying to get rid of Lease. I got a great deal and uh, drove that car around, and we used to share it. Yeah, it's still one of the funniest things ever when one investor we were working with were like, this is so interesting. I was out with you yesterday and Nick today and you guys drive the exact same car. <laughs> he didn't know how exact that car really was. It was it the same, same car because we only had one nice car and the other car was a rusted Honda Civic. But both we both owned Honda Civics for years. I love the, uh, our, our Honda Civics. We both but, had them too. Yeah. 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 But uh, what about the fears of real? So you guys got onto all of this and you took a deep breath when you said eight, 8 million and stuff there. You owe a lot of money to the banks and stuff and people mm -hmm. are constantly talking about how real estate goes up and goes down. We ourselves are always talking about be prepared for a downturn in the yeah. market. Mm -hmm. What do you, what goes through your minds? What conversations do you guys have? I think the big thing that uh, that we always look at, right, is that we don't, we, we always try and do things in moderation. It's sometimes hard with, you know, Erica <laughs> to do uh, things in moderation. But I think at the end of the day, if things go down and, and house prices go down, we've bought single family homes. We've bought, you know, we're not in the luxury market. We're not buying one, two, three million dollar houses where if things went sideways like it, it, they did in 2008, that's the market that tends to get hit the hardest, right? So if anything were to happen and people, let's say, you know, were unable to afford the houses that they own, they're still gonna need a place to live, right? And the Rockstar model is very simple. It's like buy nice houses in nice areas and you get nice tenants. So if they can't afford to own, what are they gonna do? They're gonna wanna rent. And where are they gonna wanna rent? They're gonna wanna rent in nice neighborhoods. So 
I think we're prepared for that way. Like, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like our houses are cash flowing, which is great. But I mean, as long as they're breaking even, I think that's okay for us, right? Like, I mean, we, we have a couple that have gone negative now since the mortgage rates have increased. But I mean, the portfolio balances, right? So if you're making 1400 on one and negative, you know, 200 on the other, like, I mean, you're still ahead. And I always tell clients too, your tenants probably won't know if there's a market crash, right? Because unless they work for the banks or unless they are intimately involved in that kind of financial sector, they're going to go to their job every day, they're going to pay their rent every month, and they may not even know what's going on around them. So for us, it, it makes sense. And I mean, I've been saying for a while, I hope the market crashes because that's the time to buy, right? When yeah, I think there'll be more of it. For anyone who's like a sophisticated investor and really knows what they're doing, mm-hmm. like you guys, that'll be an interesting time because I think there'll be, lo- if you're making opportunities come out of the woodwork now in today's market, mm-hmm. think about then, right? But you're bringing up a good point. Interest rates are ultimately the biggest variable for all of us. Mm-hmm. So is that something you guys would ever think about just locking in any of the variable rates and locking them in or you're not concerned about that right now? We haven't yet because we change our minds so often. Yeah. One of us changes <laughs> yeah. our minds so often. I mean, all of us do, right? Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you had to pull money out, like I just had this conversation on the way here with our mortgage broker um, for the new mortgages he's setting up. I'm like, we really would like variable. And he's like, well, on the commercial side, variable is actually more than fixed, which to, to me is like, wow, that's crazy backwards, but it's just different, right? So, um, but we don't want to lock in for five years because we don't know what's going to happen in five years. Right? Sure. Like, it, yeah. It's only been two and a half years since we started. And if you would have asked us this question two and a half years ago when we sat in your ice cream story first class, like we would have been like, no, no, we're going to buy like two houses, right? Yeah. And here we are like, we haven't like back to your question about stopping to reflect. We haven't. I mean, when we do, people are always like, "Oh, how did you guys do it?" And we're like, "We just did it. Like it, it's not a, mm-hmm. it's not a." Th- well, most people are getting hung up on the fear, yeah, right, because their friends, their neighbors, their family, it seems, are all telling them not to do it. They're yeah. going to lose money and get ripped off. I think you guys have just somehow managed to block that out because you guys are hearing the same things. For some reason, you blocked it out. And it's a generational thing, I think, where people get advice from older people who mean well. But the older generation grew up at a time in the 1970s and 80s where interest rates spiked up so hard that if you were carrying mortgages at that time, it was a bad thing to have debt. We are in a completely different economic world Mm -hmm. right now. So to use a framework that kind of like scared people back then and tried to apply it today doesn't work, right? Or in my opinion, it doesn't work. The strategies that worked back then of like just pay off everything, never have any mortgage debt, it doesn't work in a world that is flush with money. And mathematically, I don't see how interest rates jump up really high. I don't mean they can go, can't go higher from today. Mm-hmm. I just but mean, I can, 20, how yeah. can they go to 10 or 20% when you have this much debt in the world? Like everything just collapses around that. Mm-hmm. And if that's a case back to Jay's point, when the last real estate collapse that really happened that we were close to would be the US one, our, our good friend out there, Rob, um, he made an observation that was really good because he had a really good you know bird's eye view of all that. that that when the market prices came down in east of Cleveland, there are some areas that he was in got hit 65%, right? 65% down. Rents didn't move. Rents stayed solid. Mm -hmm. And good tenant demand actually increased during that period. Because people needed a place to live and they couldn't buy because part of the reason the prices were going down is that the banks weren't lending. Mm -hmm. So he, you know, if you could hold on to your portfolio like you guys are talking about, Mm -hmm. you'll have tenants who are willing to rent from you. Yeah, just don't sell when it it dips. Yeah, so you do have to be careful. It's not like you can just blindly go into real estate and Mm -hmm. you guys are obviously being very careful and you say you don't have systems and kind of strategies, but you clearly do even though maybe they're not written on the wall somewhere. 
doc- tells me I don't do- have systems, but yeah, I they're have not. Systems. They might not be documented, but you guys are clearly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're clearly following something. But the, I'm just interested in one more thing here: the fear that people talk about with real estate, because some of your friends and someone has dropped, a f- you know, some comments to you. I'm sure, even if it's not over the last three years, I mean, over the last ten years, about how real estate can be scary. That hasn't entered your thinking at all. See, I was thinking about that while you were talking and trying to think about like, did that happen to us? I don't know that. It, like, I mean. Our family hasn't been like, here, take this hundred grand and buy. They haven't been like detrimental to our success or like, you know, naysaying kind of. And also same as our friends. No, No, I mean, the one thing that happened with us, though, is we immersed ourselves so much into real like we we did every rock star class, like bang, 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 like an order of offering. Right. We read all the books that we could. I mean, that's when we had time to read. Right. So we read all the books. So we were so immersed in the positive part that maybe we just didn't even hear the negative. Right. Like maybe we just had tunnel vision for it. So, I mean, if you just focus. I don't know, and I don't focus very well, <laughs> according yeah, to Jay, yeah. but I mean, if you have so much positivity coming in, when you do have someone, like we go to, you know, coffee shops and the old boys are on the corner like, oh, well, look at this, it's market's crashing, blah, 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 and it's just, <laughs> we, through we the newspaper. laugh uh, at now them. Now they're inside right? your coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So we laugh at them, but like that's, there is negativity, but then it's like, if you can, if someone says something negative and you can, like the whole yeah, old market crash. Yeah, positive. Yeah, well, we just say, well, look, our tenants, like, unless they work for the bank, they're not going to know, their pay is going to stay the same, they're going to pay the same rent and they're like oh I'm like and if if things get really bad we're going to have a whole lot more tenants so okay, don't buy break a it down so logically and clearly like that um you guys are up to a lot so since all of this you've gone off got your real estate license erica jay you've done the same mm-hmm. you guys both have your licenses here at rockstar we hate telling anyone we're a broker you know we're rockstar is a brokerage and but really that's how rockstar real estate works you guys are both here you now work with investors which is super cool because think of all the value you're now bringing to people i literally the, say that to people two and a half years ago yeah. i was on your your chair yeah, now yeah. i'm on this chair and this is like not much has changed other than i listened to what you know we learned and we applied the skills that we learn. Yeah, so and we continue to learn, right? Yeah. I think that's the thing. We don't always have the right answers, mm-hmm. right? We can go find those answers because we know the people that we work with that may or may not have those answers, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing is that we're always continuously learning because we're, mm-hmm. you know, like on the commercial side, we had no idea what we were doing and mm-hmm. we kind of, you know, learned our way through it, right? I know you're going to have a phone call to take uh, soon. I just want to, ra- if people are going to find you, uh, the URL for the best URL to find you is <laughs> J. Erica looks at J. <laughs> so uh, two. So I mean two uh, websites that we have. So Erica Spencer, E R I K A Spencer dot C A, uh, and then the other one. We'll put this in the show notes on sure. the page too as well, so sure. you can just click to it. And then just if I can be a shameless plug for our own podcast starting in September, uh, it's called the Real Estate Investors Lounge. Uh, it will be uh, a close second to the Your Life, Your Term show, so we don't want to steal any thunder there, but reilounge.ca. reilounge.ca, and that's launching in a few weeks, in, in September. September, yep. Cool. After we have time to get married. If, then we'll if it's a la- are you going to take some episodes? <laughs> Between the I'm, wedding and the coffee shop, we'll, we'll launch a podcast. I'm obsessed with this coffee shop. you got to do some episodes like in the coffee shop. <laughs> okay. You know? With, the, you, old boy, with ne- the old boys in no, the corner. No, but really, on Netflix, have you seen that? Is it uh, the Seinfeld Netflix special where he goes around with it's like comedians oh, in yeah. cars having comedians coffee? Yeah. Cars, yeah. yeah. I feel like you guys can have the like the real estate and coffee kind of thing. Talking idea. about a lounge. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much for sharing this story. Um, There's a whole bunch of other stuff I'm sure that we could ask you, so we'll have to have you back on at some point. But really appreciate you guys sharing the story because not everyone who's done as much as you guys have done in a short period of time is as willing to share everything. 
So you guys are really just sharing like everything. <laughs> so uh, really cool. It's really cool to see your relationship and how you guys get along together too. So uh, keep doing your thing. We'll keep uh, posted. Maybe we should do our next episode with you guys in your coffee shop. Oh my goodness. We have Great a idea. mobile kit that we've only used <laughs> once. So this could be the second time we use it. We'll supply the coffee. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks, cool. Tom. Thanks. Hey, everyone. So hopefully you enjoyed that podcast with Jane and Erica. They're a great couple, as you can tell. Um, we had a bunch of good laughs. We'll bring them back on in a little while to go through their story and see where they're at, get kind of an update from them. And if you're listening to this and you want some real estate information, videos, blog posts, articles, free reports, uh, free real estate books, you can go to rockstarinnercircle.com. That's where you can pick up um, different uh, different information that we're sharing. Um, you can register for our classes. You can download the Income for Life for Canadians book off that site. You can um, check out all the videos that we're putting out weekly. So there's just a ton of information on rockstarinnercircle.com. So if you're looking for real estate information, Canadian specific stuff by people who are actually doing this on the streets, rockstarinnercircle.com is the place to check us out. Until next time, your life, your terms. <laughs>